whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Yes, you know what time it is. This is Jen, your host, and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself. And every week on this show, I'm going to help you use your voice, stand in your power, and operate from a place of self. Hi everyone, it's that time of week again where I am dropping in to give you your week's overview of how to have agency and own yourself. And as promised, this week we are going to talk about boundaries. So boundaries is a massive part of having agency and owning yourself. And of course, it's huge in the area of well-being because when we don't have boundaries in place, it can dysregulate um, areas of our life that contribute towards our well-being or not having, you know, a level of well-being that we desire. And a key area with boundaries will be... um, I mean, everywhere really in life, but obviously relationships is a big part of that. And that's where we talk about predominantly having boundaries, but also we need those in place with work, you know, how we use perhaps social media. We need those in place with our healthcare regime. We need those in place with our finances and we need those in place with every aspect of our life. So what I wanted to to really talk about today was a bit of an overview of boundaries, but I, I wanted to kind of really mention how this kind of links into the area that I focus on, which is generically holistic health. But um, what I wanted to focus on was obviously the balance, brilliance and resilience, just as the first part of this podcast. And the reason why is that, you know, you could go on to Google or even onto your chosen podcast platform of choice and search for boundaries and a zillion things come up. There's plenty of options out there. So, you know, if you wanted to know, like, why do I need boundaries? How do I set boundaries? You can just Google that online. It's readily available. And I think a lot of the time, you know, it's like with anything, the information is there, but what you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't believe that you've, you know, you've got an issue with boundaries, either lack of creating boundaries or boundary violation, then you may not be looking for that information. So I guess here, I just want to talk to you a little bit more around understanding how boundaries make such an impact to our well-being. Um, and, you know, when those boundaries are not there or when they get violated, how, how you know, they can dysregulate us. So, from the perspective of my business, which is Vital Vibe, and that's a coaching and consulting business in the areas of well-being, I have three key areas that I, you know, consider in everything that I do. It's it's the kind of like the fundamentals of my my business model, which is balance, brilliance, and resilience. So balance is all around how we use our time and whether we are proactive rather than reactive. You know, if if a certain area of our life is running us, then we tend to be reactive and that can cause chronic stress. It can cause burnout. So balance is all around making sure that you're allowing time in your life for the things that fill up your cup. And actually, boundaries is huge there because for example you know if we're spending too much time looking after our children you know maybe they're sort of young adults or teenagers but they're very demanding if we if we're caring for an older an elderly relative or if we're caring for anybody 
Um, and, you know, of course we want to do that. We care about our people, but that can take a lot of our time. So it's about making sure you have time for yourself as well. Um, even, you know, the workplace as well, but it might also be self-care boundaries. So, you know, one of the areas of balance, um, for me is about, you know, how you apportion your day. And so, you know, if, if everything's taking control of your life and you're not in control of it, you might be suffering with sleep issues and obviously that's a balance issue that is obviously also a boundary issue because you are not setting healthy boundaries with yourself or with your workplace or with your partners or your friends or your children or whoever is taking up most of your time that's dysregulating your self-care routine and then if we look at, at, at brilliance brilliance is around being the best version of yourself and being happy in your own skin and loving yourself loving on yourself and I think it's very easy to have a poor sense of boundaries when it comes to ourself. Like how we treat ourselves is, um, you know, the first part of, of, of how others treat us. So if we treat ourselves with love, care, respect, you know, then we're going to expect and get that from everybody else. But if we really find it difficult to look after ourselves, if we, um, you know, don't have a high opinion of ourselves, if we don't treat ourselves right, if we talk negative, negatively to ourselves, if we talk down to ourselves or we have self-limiting beliefs, then in a way we're, we're violating our own boundaries with ourselves. We're not putting the, the, the preciousness that we need to into who we are. We're not loving on ourselves for everything that we bring to the table. We're not recognizing all of our strengths and celebrating the heck out of those. So, you know, having boundaries around your brilliance with yourself is so critical to your well-being. Because if you consistently believe that you are not good enough, it's going to dysregulate your mind and that's going to dysregulate your body. It's going to dysregulate your relationships. It's going to dysregulate your ability to fulfill your ambitions and your dreams so, you know, it's super important to have those boundaries and also with others. So, for example, you know, if you're from an environment or if you're from a background or if you just fit into a category that is classed as a diverse area or a diversity, um, then, you know, we all are. Let's face it, you know, if, you've, if you're left handed or right handed, <laughs> you know, if you're black or white or any other, you know, nationality or ethnicity, um, if you're, you know, in the teenage category or the young adult category or the middle aged or the old age, you know, we're all in different categories. But it's about, again, having boundaries about how we are treated so you know equality diversity inclusion and belonging is a huge part of that from a kind of a business perspective but also just as a general day-to-day -day in our life you know we shouldn't be treated differently because we come in from different categories or we have differences you know we are all different you know we are all different and therefore it is, is about having that capacity to recognize that and stand strong in your own skin and let others know that there is boundaries that, you know, they cannot cross. So boundaries are so important to your brilliance because your brilliance is about everything, everything that you are. Okay. And the final, but by no means last, but by no means least is resilience. So if we think about resilience, you know, that is the building block of life to some extent, because, you know, we will always go through curveballs there will always be change happening we need to a weather those storms as they happen or b if we're if we're not able to weather them because sometimes we can't sometimes we do go down it's about how do we get back up 
And so having those boundaries in place for our resilience is everything because resilience um, is all around, you know, having a resilient mind, having a resilient body and being able to stand up for ourselves. So having agency and owning ourselves is a huge part of resilience. And if we don't operate from that place, you know, if we don't feel comfortable with our boundaries on ourselves, so our self boundaries, again, like, you know, am I eating healthy? Am I going to the gym? You know, am I, um, again, going back to the brilliance, am I talking kindly to myself? Am I treating myself with self-care? Am I respecting my body? Am I respecting my mind? Am I respecting my space? Am I respecting, you know, how I um, am in relationships with others? You know, that's all about resilience because if we give our agency away or if we remove, you know, if our agency feels like it's been taken from us because someone's overstepping a boundary line, then, you know, we've, 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 we've diminished because we haven't got that confidence. We haven't got that assertiveness, you know, around us any longer. And therefore it's very difficult to own ourselves and to have agency and to stand up for ourselves with confidence and assertiveness. So resilience, balance and brilliance, that's my strap line in reverse, um, or nearly reverse actually, um, is so important. It's so crucial to have boundaries. So without further ado, let's go through what boundaries are, because as I said, you can access this information anywhere, but I'm talking about it very specifically from those three areas. And, you know, my own lived experience as well, because I'm going to be honest with you, you know, everything I talk about on these podcasts, I'm very humble and very open. And of course, I am here doing what I do from lived experience. I'm not here because I've been to, you know, university I have studied, but, you know, I'm not here because I've been to university and just come straight out into this space and said, right, I know everything that the textbook says. You know, I'm here from life experience and I want to explain to you, you know, my learnings and what I think is important for us to to adopt as, as human beings. And, you know, my goal, my vision with Vital Vibe is to help everybody have a shot at living their best lives. And, you know, I use that term. It's a very wide term. It gets used a lot. But, you know, the way I see it is that you can only live your best lives when you are healthy in body and healthy in mind. And understand that, you know, that health line isn't always linear. It goes up and down through life, through the, t- the, the trials and tribulations. But if you have, you know, the tools in place to manage all of that, then you will then you will be able to, you know, by and large, live your best life and still deal with the storms as well as the sunshine. And that's that's what life is all about. It's all about the polarities and, you know, the joy and the pain and how we get through that. So boundaries, let's talk about them. So boundaries, obviously, you know what a boundary is. You know, if you were walking into a queue and there was a, uh, there was a, um, uh, like a panel there that was uh, keeping you in a single file, that's, that's a boundary, you know, it's keeping you there in that space. So that's basically what a boundary is. Also, you know, it's like if you go to a nightclub or, you know, a fancy restaurant, you know, they might have doormen on there and it's because they want to make sure that people, you know, are only coming in who have been, um, who are allowed to, you know, have booked a table or whatever, you know. So um, it's really like if you think of your boundaries as like your metaphorical doormen and also those kind of barriers that are outside and the VIP carpet or something like that, that they are your boundaries. That's your metaphorical 
um, boundaries, the doormen and the barriers. And what they do, what boundaries do is they protect your vibrational energy. So if a boundary is violated or you don't have boundaries, people can come and go as they please. Experiences can come and go as they please. There's no um, almost like service level agreement. And so one of the things that I wanted to sort of bring into play today is, is this kind of traffic light system with boundaries, because one of the key thing, um, key things with, with boundaries is <laughs> other than, um, you know, when we talk about things like red flags and green flags, obviously red flags is um, something that we should be wary of. And a green flag is something that, you know, is something that we should encourage and we want to see more of in a healthy situation. Um, But it's the opposite with boundaries. You know, we want a red light. We want a red light. Our boundaries are keeping the the riffraff out or keeping the things out that we don't want to ruin our vibrational energy. And so we have a red light in place that stops people. That's our boundary. Now, obviously, your vibrational energy is connected to your well-being. And when I talk about vibrational energy, I'm talking about things like negative and positive energy. That's what I mean. So good vibes, bad vibes. We all know what that means. You know, the common saying, good vibes only. It's like, that's what you want. You don't want situations that are going to bring you down because that's going to ruin your vibrational energy and then like attracts like. So what you end up doing then is bringing in more of the same. So it's about protecting your energy, protecting your space, which protects your well-being. And obviously then that impacts your mental health and your emotional health as well. And of course, if that's all tickety-boo, then everything else works well. Your relationships, your life, um, your work, your finances. If that's not, then obviously everything else, it's like a domino effect and everything can fall over. So, you know, it's so important to protect your vibrational energy and that is from boundaries. So as I said, the traffic light system is, you know, having having this system where you're able to say, okay, that's a, that's a, a red. There's a no-go that you're not allowed through. So you're not allowed into this space. And when I say you're not allowed, I'm talking about that particular behavior or that particular um, um, uh, statement that somebody's made or, you know, invading your personal space or overstepping the mark, basically. That's not allowed. So it's red. Okay. So it's red for stop, like a traffic light. And then we sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we sort of have a bit of flex. So, you know, there's a little bit of an amber. So there's a bit of room there. And there's reasons in life why you might why you might want an amber. So I'll give you a very clear example. You know, when I wrote some boundaries down the other day, because I was doing some prep work with some of my clients um, and I was giving them some examples. It's like, actually, when you have a boundary around your finances, it might be that your finances are private. Of course, they would be because you wouldn't want everybody to see your finances. Some people don't even want their partner to see their finances. Um, But you might have an amber light on this boundary. So for example, let's just say you were in financial disarray, or you were perhaps making an investment or going for a loan or a mortgage, of course, you need to share your financial situation, because that's going to help you. So there's an amber, there's an amber attached to that boundary, because it's not hard and fast. There are some very small exceptions where that might 
be an amber. But, you know, typically it's a red, but it could switch to amber. But you would never want to have that as a green because you wouldn't want everyone to be accessing your financial information. You know, it's private. It's absolutely private. So that leads me on to talking about, obviously, ambers and greens. So if you have an amber, it's about understanding, well, what are your exceptions and being comfortable with that? So, you know, if I've got um, a, a clear boundary, if I've developed a clear boundary, what are my exceptions? When would I go outside of that boundary? And does that feel healthy to me? If you're healthy with that exception, if you're happy with that exception, if it feels healthy to you, then that's all, all right. But you need to know what your boundary is and make sure that you do take the steps so that you and others do not cross that boundary or situations. So let's say you had a green light on your boundary. Now that's worrying for me because a green light is is like a red flag, basically. Um, a green light is basically saying to, oh, sorry, you heard my post arrive then. Um, the green light is basically saying um, to yourself when you go through and do this boundary work that I am letting, I don't have a boundary there basically. Like I think it's a boundary, but no, I'm letting too much through. Like that, I'm not really operating that boundary. I mean, it's a boundary that I might want, but I'm not following through on it. So that's when you need to do a bit of deep dive. And that is something that I do with my clients. I'm not going to talk into that today because that's a session I, you know, I do with my clients directly, but that's, you know, if you, you're seeing lots of greens in your boundary, green for go. You don't want goes on your boundaries. You want them to be red, sometimes orange with your exceptions that you've valid- validated. But you know, a boundary should be red, should be red because it's it's, it's, it's protecting you. Um, if it's green, you've got a problem. So let's just have a little think about, about boundaries. So for example, one of the things that um, I actually saw, again, looking online and I saw a really nice way of somebody kind of wording this. Um, and of course, this makes so much sense because I have done client work in the care sector before um, and I've got family members who actually work in the care sector. And obviously a big part of that is safeguarding. And um, safeguarding is about, you know, looking out for behavior or signals or signs of something that you think is perhaps causing a violation or harm to other people. And that might be something that you don't witness happening or something that you witness happening. Now, obviously, if you see that, there's absolutely zero zero chance that you would let that continue you would obviously raise the alarm with your safeguarding person have a conversation with them make them aware and you wouldn't just ignore it and so in a way boundaries are a bit like safeguarding ourselves like if we were witnessing something or if we were aware of something that was happening to us where we weren't you know addressing it then we're not safeguarding ourselves And, you know, it's like common questions that are always said in psychology, you know, would you talk to your friend like that? So it's a bit like, again, in safeguarding, if you saw somebody else being violated or if you had a family or a friend that was going through some of the situations that you might be going through where you don't have boundaries in place, what would you say to your partner, your friend, your family, you know, or your employee, your direct report, you tell them they need to put a boundary in place because you would have a responsibility and a level of care to help them. So that's what we really need to do. We need to consider how we safeguard ourselves. So that's basically, you know, if you can think of like two words or three words, it actually, <laughs> it actually is. Um, traffic lights, safeguarding. A safeguarding is one word. Um, so traffic lights and safeguarding, that's it. That's your boundaries. If you can think of that all the time, then that's about your boundaries. Um, but of course, it's not that simple. Like I said, it's about actually sitting down and actually understanding what your boundaries are. But with boundaries, what they allow us to do is, you know, they make our expectations clear. 
to ourselves and to others. They establish what we will and won't accept. And once we know what that is, it keeps our life on check and it allows us to stay in those lines and not to get messy. Because as I said at the beginning, when things get messy, that's when it dysregulates us and it takes us off track with our balance, our brilliance and our resilience. But as I said, it's it's what other people can expect So it's what you expect from other people. But the other thing with boundaries, particularly in relationships, is having a conversation with people about boundaries. Okay, you don't have to sit down and say, right, okay, I really think we need to sit down and have an off half an hour conversation about boundaries. It's very rarely done in that way. You know, boundaries are something that just get kind of like brought up in conversations, uh, maybe sometimes when you're first establishing a relationship with somebody. So in the workplace, obviously, there's going to be contracts of employment, policies and procedures. They are your boundaries. Um, But you probably don't have, you know, boundaries, for example, with your direct reports or with your manager, other than things like your harassment and bullying policy or equality and diversity policy. But, you know, there are boundaries that you might still want to put in place. And, you know, again, we're semi-protected in the UK by things like health and safety regulations and, and hours of working and things like that. But, you know, ultimately... And, and obviously other areas of employment law, but ultimately sometimes those boundaries, those kind of legislations, policies and procedures can get violated by managers or we could violate them with our direct report. So you need boundaries in place. But the key thing really as well is about making sure they are reciprocated. So in a, a sort of a normal relationship, for example, with your family or with your friends, you know, you wouldn't expect a friend not to talk badly to you. That wouldn't, obviously that's a boundary with friendship. Clearly you don't want to have arguments and you don't want disrespect from a friend. But if they weren't being like that with you, but you were being like that with them, well, obviously, you know, you're violating a, a common you know, decency boundary with another person. And then why would you expect that person to treat you any different? So, you know, with relationships, it's all about making sure that you don't cross boundaries as well. So people know what they can expect from you. Um, But, you know, have those conversations. Sometimes you need to make those clear. You know, maybe not so much with a friendship, but sometimes with family members, you know, it can get a bit heated. And obviously family members um, are in the most part amazing because they're in our life 24-7. But at the most part, Sorry, at the least part, that can also be, you know, a problem because they're in our life 24-7 and you don't ever leave your family, you know, in 99% of times you generally tend to stay and stick around them. And of course, there are times when you absolutely need boundaries with family members when you've gone through neglect or abuse or, you know, they've got, you know, very bad patterns of behaviour you need boundaries with family members. So it's super important. That's when you would have a conversation. I'm not prepared to do this anymore. This is what we need to put in place. I will only do X, Y, and Z. You can only do this, that, and the other. And then you agree it to try and move forward in a healthy way. And in like love life and, you know, like personal relationships, you know, again, it's probably not the kind of first thing that you might want to say to somebody on date one. But for example, in this day and age, if you're on a dating profile, you know, you might want to put it on, part of your profile, you know, this is one of my boundaries, or you might want to sort of, you know, say early on, look, these are the things that I just don't want to do. Or, you know, I prefer, you know, to meet in a public place. Like I would never have somebody come to my house for a first date. Um, and, you know, I don't want to have alcohol 
um, on date number one. I prefer to, you know, stay sober and, you know, go to a public coffee shop. So, you know, there's loads of things that you can put in place that don't have to be absolutely stipulated out there as a boundary, but you can still share that boundary with that other person so that they know. But obviously the key part of boundaries is understanding what your boundaries are. And some of them will be common sense, but some of them you might really need to work on because, for example, in the past, I've had very poor boundaries in relationships. Um, and that's some stuff that, you know, I'm still working through and it's going to be, you know, a long journey. But I know now I am so clear that when I am in a relationship, when I am with somebody, I need to put boundaries in place and I never, ever considered them in the past. And it led to, you know, abuse, basically. And I stay and I put up with that and I'm not prepared to do that anymore. So I know I have boundaries in a relationship and I'm quite comfortable to be clear on those now to other people. And I know I'm doing it for myself, um, preservation, my well-being, my mental health, which obviously then impacts my physical health. So, you know, there's, you know, if somebody doesn't want to adhere to the boundaries that I want to put in place. Well, then that's that's fine. It's It's OK. We just yeah, we're just not going to date then. That's fine. So, you know, it's like, it's like you have to use this traffic light system and safeguard yourself at all times. And it is so important if you've been in a pathologically abusive relationship to really hone your boundaries, because if you do not work on your boundaries, you are consistently going to be back at square one. As I said, it's not a quick fix. It does take time. But the first part of this really is understanding what are boundaries and then almost like calling yourself out on your own BS because you know we if we we operate a certain way we probably are violating our own boundaries or not putting boundaries in place so that's a that's the second step after you've understood what boundaries are and then the third step is actually starting to create those boundaries the fourth step would be actually you know making sure that you you adhere to those boundaries so another good way to look at this another analogy for those with a business background um, is thinking of a service level agreement so you know for example it's a bit like contracts of employment as well but if you're working with a supplier um, you know I use a good example in the tech space you know one of the areas of, of, of a service level agreement is what happens if we have outages with the system. And of course, you know, there's a time frame that people put in place that they need to adhere to to ensure that that system gets back up and is on track again. And that's about that's a boundary. That's a boundary that you've got in place as part of that service level agreement with that supplier so that they adhere to the contract and the provision that they have said they would give and that you are paying for. So, you know, that's a very kind of a non-emotional, rational, you know, example of a boundary, but that's what a boundary is. It's making sure that it's clear and you know what's expected and, you know, maybe if things go wrong, how it gets fixed. So these are the things. And as I said, it's about a line that can't be crossed unless you've got a little bit of an amber light for your exceptions that you're comfortable with. If you've got an exception that's not comfortable for you, that's probably more of a green because you, because it needs to feel okay for you to be amber, like I said with the example with the with the banking and the showing your finances. Um, but you know the, the 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 key thing really to think about with boundaries is I've just explained what you need to do to get your boundaries in place. But what if your boundaries are so invisible that people don't know what they are? You know, you could do all of this work, but you you haven't got the confidence, or you're not using the the, the right methods to communicate your boundaries those boundaries are just going to get violated so you need to set those boundaries with intention you need to make sure they're not invisible so they need to be visible to you like in your head 
And I would recommend actually writing them down because I feel that once you write your boundaries down, you can actually then go back to them. So if life gets a bit off track in a certain area, have a look at your boundaries. You know, just sometimes by actually looking at those boundaries, you can say, ah, yeah, there's a boundary violation. That's why I'm feeling so crap. That's why I'm this why this isn't working at the moment. Um, you know, and boundaries again, they're quite flexible in terms of it's like anything in life, nothing is set in stone. So as you move through life, your boundaries will change, you know, and it's about having that document so that you can always go back and iterate it so that your boundaries work for you and the way you are in life and the way you want to live life and what's going on in your life and your your circumstances. So just make sure that, you know, they're not invisible, that, that people know what they are and you know what they are. But of, of course, you don't have to go and, you know, say, share with somebody, this is a list of all my boundaries, because that would just be a little bit strange. And I think that wouldn't go down very well. It's about using relationship techniques and skills and your voice and standing in your power to make sure that people are clear on what what these are. So I think, you know, when we have boundaries, another reason why we have boundaries is, you know, as well as safeguarding ourselves, it's to avoid some feelings of resentment, disappointment and anger. Now, obviously, anger is a healthy um, emotion to experience. And we don't want to have that in the body. We, when we feel angry, we want to expel it. But if we're consistently having scenarios where people are violating our boundaries because A, we don't know what we are or B, we haven't communicated them or C, we've communicated them because we know what they are, but somebody's violating them and we're letting them get away with it, then we're just going to get angrier and angrier. We're going to resent people. It's going to have an impact on how we feel about ourselves, you know, and we're going to get to this point where we just can't take anymore and we will crash and burn, you know, and this can lead to very dysregulated mental health, physical health, um, burnout, chronic stress. You know, we, we, you know, again, as I always refer to my favorite book, When the Body Says No by Dr. Gabor Mate, you know, it's, 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 it's literally a, a, a book on like a case study of people that don't have boundaries. So if you want to go and read it, that's, that's the whole book is, is literally like a subtext to why we need boundaries. So I really do recommend that book and I recommend it to all my coaching clients as well, just because it opens so many eyes to, opens your eyes to, you know, the, the hidden cost of stress, which is the sub, the subtitle of the book, actually. Um, and, the, and, you know, the other thing really about boundaries is that some of these might be set as the norm. So the other thing you've got to think about with boundaries as well, and again, some of these boundaries might be attached to values that might no longer serve you or might be values that don't sit with who you are, even though they might have been things that you've been brought up with through your culture and your heritage, your family's beliefs and your values. So that's another thing you need to think about as well, you know, because certain boundaries are in place. So, you know, I'll use I use an example and I hope I don't offend anybody with this example at all. But I, you know, know that Muslim people, I think most Muslim people through their religion don't drink alcohol. But then I know that some Muslim people do. And of course, for them, that's that's a violation of their religious boundaries. However, However, as a human being, they want to have alcohol. They like alcohol. So what they're doing is they're suppressing their needs in public by showing their family or whoever that they're not having alcohol. 
And actually, you know, in private, they're drinking alcohol or they're doing it in a circle of friends. And what that's doing is it's it's not allowing them to be truly who they are and meet their own needs. So, you know, that's that's super off topic here because I'm, I'm not I don't want to go into that kind of space about religion or cultural beliefs or anything like that. But, you know, these are other ways that boundaries can affect us. You know, are they your boundaries or are they somebody else's that have been imposed on you? So that's another thing you really need to think about. And, you know, in those scenarios, if they've been imposed on you, are they serving you? And if they're not, you need to have a conversation with people who, you know, care about you and love you and will understand where you're coming from. Otherwise, if it's dysregulating you so bad, then break free. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, drinking all the time is something you should be doing and and avoiding kinds of any kind of regulation about that. I don't agree with that at all. I think everything healthy is everything in moderation is healthy. Um, so I'm not saying yes or no to alcohol. Um, I was just using that as, as an example. Um, but yeah, you know, if somebody else's boundaries are restricting you in the life that you want, then that's, that's a problem. It's going to cause you dysregulation that you don't want. So Last week, I talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And the reason why I did last week's session was because I started creating the course notes or the course notes. I've got my HR hat on there. I started creating the podcast notes for today's session. And I wanted to, you know, talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, because as you know, if you listen to last session or if you understand Maslow's hierarchy, we have physiological needs, we have safety and security needs, we have love and belonging needs, we have esteem needs, and we have self-actualization. And then we also have um, aesthetic, cognitive and transcendence as the three additional ones. And so some in some ways, we need our boundaries to manage um, those needs as well. So, you know, like, for example, physiological is, you know, having access to food, water, shelter, being able to breathe. So that's all our healthcare, um, you know, our home environment, having, um, you know, a good balanced diet, having access to water. So, you know, there's certain boundaries there, for example, you know, a simple boundary might be, um, you know, again, it might be a a boundary that you have with yourself. As opposed to a boundary, it would be more like a healthy habit. But one of the boundaries that you might have is that you won't neglect your, um, well-being needs through your diet and fluid intake that's like a boundary but then like a standard of that might be for example you know I want to drink eight glasses of water a day two liters of water a day minimum you know so that's I guess we tie all our needs into standards and boundaries but boundaries is like what we don't accept and standards is what we want and that's all linked to your values and so your values are a big part of your life as well as I mentioned before when we're talking about like values of your family the beliefs of your family are they your values have they been imposed on you? So again, these are super important things in boundary setting. And again, if you were to read when the body says no, some of the ways of people, people who are in the book, the case studies, their way of being is being dictated by their family or their history, their cultural, their nature, their nurture. And, you know, ultimately that's caused them to be ill because they've adhered to things that because that's just the way we do things around here. And that's not how it should be. You know, it's about making it work for you. So Maslow's hierarchy on the last episode is so important to recognize with boundaries. Um, but the other thing as well, like with boundaries, you know, why, why they're important for self-agency and ownership is that it gives us a compass for life. 
you know, so I've talked about traffic lights, I've talked about a compass for life, um, bouncers, you know, doormen keeping people out and, you know, barriers keeping people in. And this is like, these are all these little analogies that you can use. But, you know, if we do have boundaries, it does give us this compass for life that keeps us in this healthy place. So it keeps us in an area that we're not happy, that we're happy with. So it's not taking us off the beaten track as such. So, you know, we've got a compass in our hand, we know where we're going and we're going there with intent. We're not just drifting and getting lost in the woods, you know, so it is a compass for life. And, you know, again, as well as as the hierarchy of needs, you know, we need to think around other areas as well that we need to consider in terms of our um, our health and our boundaries. So this would be like our physical boundaries, you know, so our body, like what are our boundaries with our body? Of course, we all have those. It's so, so, so important in relationships, in dating, in familiar, you know, in, in family situations, for example, you know, you, you know, boundary might be, you know, like when I'm having a shower, you know, my brother cannot come into the bathroom unannounced if the lock's broken on the door, you know? So that's again, something that you'll probably, you know, that'll just be like learned experience. Cause God, we'll be tired. The brother, if he does come into the bathroom when you're in the shower, but, you know, like these are just like little silly examples, but obviously, you know, from a very sort of physical perspective as well, you know, it might be, you know, um, abuse, you know, and also in the workplace, you know, you don't want a manager or a director or anybody really coming up and like consistently putting the hand on your knee when they're talking to you. Of course, that's a boundary violation. So your body, your physical body is so important. And, you know, also intimacy as well. So, um, you know, intimacy um, sexual, um, boundaries, you know, and, you know, I have had my boundaries violated in that space and it is super dysregulating and it is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, 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 it's so fear inducing. It's, it's one of the worst experiences you could ever have. And, you know, it actually happened to me when I was um, unable to stop it because I was in a situation with my, health because I was going through chemotherapy and I had no feeling in my body and I couldn't push this person off and it was just absolutely awful. Um, but you know, I think what made it worse was that, you know, I knew I had my boundaries, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop this person because I, I couldn't physically move my body. So, you know, this person, you know, violated a sexual boundary of mine, an intimacy boundary of mine, which I had clearly stated verbally but they still continue to violate my boundary. And it is awful. It is awful. And it takes a long time to get past that. It's a huge repair piece. So, you know, your sexual and intimacy boundaries are so important. So another area which people probably don't think about as well, and it's possibly quite pertinent in the areas of business, uh, more so business in the workplace, is your intellectual boundaries as well. So, you know, your ideas. It's like, for example, you know, it's actually also happened to me in the workplace. I work for a really big company. Um, well, actually, they were a well-known business. It was a household brand and they were part of a global PLC. And for this particular arm of this global PLC, we were operating as a standalone business. I created um, an infrastructure that was very successful within the HR space. And somebody from head office, actually not even in the UK, a different European country, came along and said, oh, you know, I really love what you've done here. Can you talk me through it? I'd love to, you know, perhaps use this as an idea you know, of how we can do this at head office. So obviously I spent a lot of time. I was, I was, yeah, I was stoked because I was like, this is amazing. You know, this person loves my idea. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm happy to share with you. I'd love to get involved. You know, if I could get involved, that would be great. And then, of course, this person literally just stole my idea and presented it in a business case, never even brought me into the fold, didn't even give me any kind of, um, you know, a credit for for this. He literally just, you know, benchmarked, which is fine again. You know, people can do that. But, you know, he just literally went off and did it. And I was really, you know, unhappy about that because he'd kind of violated an intellectual boundary of mine. He'd stolen an idea and not even given me credit for it. Um, But, you know, that was to some extent that was okay because we didn't work in the same direct area. But it can happen when you're working with colleagues as well. They might steal your ideas and pass it off as their own. And of course, legally, there's things like intellectual property rights and trademark copyright and all of that patent laws that all that is all in place to manage like intellectual boundaries so you know again if you are in business you know make sure you're fully aware of that to safeguard your business intelligence as well as your own intelligence and then of course we've spoken about this a lot is the emotional um, and your feelings this is hugely important in relationships and also you know in areas of financial what I call the mechanics, so, you know, work, home and finances, um, you know, these are pe- these impact your emotions massively. So, you know, it's about having boundaries in place for those emotions and your feelings as well. And that's that's pretty much all the stuff I've covered off at the beginning of this session. And I just actually mentioned it, actually, you know, having financial boundaries in place as well. So it's not so much around like privacy, but it might be more around, um, you know, what you're prepared to spend on a certain thing. So, some people may or may not do this, but I do this. I have budgets. I create budgets. I have a budget. I know what my budget is for the month. And, um, you know, that's my boundary. Like I know what I'm going to spend. I know what I'm prepared to spend on certain things. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that saying one of my biggest areas of expense. And actually it's more of a, it's more of a target than a, than a boundary here. Like I, I try, I ring fence what I'm able to afford, but of course, if money was no object, this would be like, I'd just spend as much as I could. I'd just keep spending in this area and that's travel. Um, but you know, for example, I also try to give to charity and, you know, as again, if I had all the money in the world, if I was a philanthropist, which I talked about last week with the transcendence part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, of course I'd give as much as I possibly can, but you know, I have to manage my charity donations within a certain budget. So I have a boundary for that. And I also have a boundary with charity donations as well. And my financial donations to charity is that I don't give money to people who just come and knock at the door. Um, because I prefer to give to the charities of my choice. Um, but I also, you know, I have quite a, a bit of an amber boundary with that because I will give to homeless people. Um, but I give only to people that I really genuinely believe are homeless and do need some help. And sometimes I'll just get them a coffee or go and buy them a sandwich. So I know that the money's going into their stomach and not into their head with drugs or anything like that or alcohol. So yeah, it's about having those boundaries in place. Um, And as I said, you know, all these boundaries, they impact, you know, your relationships with everybody and your workplace. And also, you know, you need to think about having these boundaries in place as well for semi-strangers and strangers, because, you know, ultimately that's probably the most part where you need boundaries, because you might have a family member come up to you, pat you on the shoulder and say, oh, I've not seen you for ages. How are you doing? You might even be okay with that in the workplace. Like you might say, someone pat me on the shoulder, that's fine. But if someone was touching me, that's not fine. That's a boundary violation. 
But you might be like, whoa, you're a stranger. Please don't touch my shoulder. (laughs) That's a boundary violation. So obviously with strangers, you're not going to tell them what your boundaries are, but you can kind of do some sort of self-protection methods to stop those people, you know, kind of violating your boundaries. So obviously, clearly, if you have a boundary where you don't want somebody to tap your shoulder or to touch you or to get into your physical space, you know, the easiest way to uphold that boundary for yourself is to not get into their physical space, not get close enough for them to get near you. And if someone violates that, just say to them, say, oh, you're in my personal space. I don't really want a stranger like touching me. Is that okay? Be confident and say it because, you know, if you don't stand up for yourself and if you don't say I'm not comfortable with that, you will walk away from that situation and you will feel bad. You will feel bad because you will think, why did I not say anything? I feel really uncomfortable because that person's just touched me. And I feel even more uncomfortable because they didn't say anything. So don't ever forget, you are the keeper of your boundaries. You know, you are your doorman. You are your safeguarding person. You know, you control your traffic lights. So don't ever forget that. So I hope this was helpful. You know, it was a maybe a slightly different take on boundaries, maybe similar to stuff that you've heard before. You know, by and large, boundaries are boundaries. You can't really talk about it in any other way than what they are. But I'm hoping that I've given you some really clear examples on why we need them and how to set them. And of course, you know, if you do want to do any further work on boundary setting, please do message me. You can DM me. All my contact details are on here. You can get me on social media. You can email me and I would be happy to you know, speak to you about how we might be able to move forward doing some boundary work, because this is a massive area that I think so many people neglect in their well-being. So um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today. And if you have, download it so it's on your phone. Do some of the work that I've explained in this session. Go away and do what you need to do um, or get in touch if you need some support. But also, as I always say, make sure you share it with someone who you think really needs to understand how to set healthy boundaries and why they should set them. And feel free to subscribe. As I always say, if you subscribe, you'll get all of my little updates every week and they really will help you in life. They really will. As I've said, as I always say, you might not get something from every podcast that I share, but others you might. So it's definitely worth to get the notification because you can either listen or you can just save it for later or share it with someone who you think it's going to benefit. So do not forget the most important thing in life is that you invest in yourself with your time and your energy and that you protect your well-being. So I hope you've uh, had a good listen to this and I will be back next week with the next episode. And actually, who knows what that's going to be on? I've got a few ideas up my sleeve. So let's see what comes up because I usually let the week guide me into the most suitable topic. So let's see what happens in the next week. And on that note, I will love you and leave you. Take so much care of yourself and I will speak to you next time. All right. Much love. Bye.